Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector. On the show, we share top tips, insight and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a great career, as well as talk to employers and experts who champion diversity and gender equality. During Series 4, we're teaching women how to stand out in the crowd, whether it's to boost your earning potential, a cheer. In Series 4, we're teaching women how to stand out in the crowd, whether it's to boost your earning potential, achieve career progression, or shine the light for other women to follow. This week, I'm excited to speak to Berta Meso about reinventing yourself in a new career, which feels particularly relevant if you're starting out in tech for the very first time. How to build your confidence and overcome that imposter syndrome. Berta supports well-accomplished professionals to redefine their next chapter by helping them to reconnect the dots between who they really are and what they can offer. Berta, welcome to the show. Please do introduce yourself. Hi, Heather. I am so pleased uh, to be here talking to you guys. So uh, I'm Berta Masso. I come with a career in HR in the world of fashion that I did for 25 years. And I reinvented myself five years ago. I created my own HR consultancy uh, where I offer consulting services to my clients But parallelly, I help well-accomplished individuals to actually step into their next chapters. That sounds perfect. I can't wait to delve into how we do this today because I think it's so important for everybody. People I work with at Supermums, they're teachers, they're lawyers, they've worked in retail, hospitality, like, and they're stepping into this tech career, Berta, and they're going, how do I suddenly resell myself in, as an expert and get a job in the tech sector when I've never done this job before? And this imposter syndrome doesn't normally stop at that first <laughs> job. It's kind of like holds on for a little bit longer. <laughs> Forever. I know. Yeah. You're kind of thinking, can I do this? And so what I have to remind our super mums is like, everybody started from not knowing what Salesforce was, right? And we all stepped into it. Yes, some people might have had a technology degree. Yes, there are those. But there's loads of people in the Salesforce sector who come from a whole range of backgrounds. So let's talk about reinvention. Like, where do you start on this journey? How do you step into a new career that you've never done before and feel bold and confident to do it? So I think it's Tony Robbins that say that um, people who are going to be uh, and going to make a successful career transition, 75% is about mindset and only the 25% is around the technical knowledge. So if we apply these on what we are here talking today, really, whether you have the technical knowledge or the tech part of the whole um, adventure, it's 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 little, it's, it's not really what is going to help you to, to, to succeed. So there is a whole big piece around mindset that is going to help you to actually make this transition like success. What I uh, tell to my clients and what I work with my clients, especially when you are in that place of confusion, when you feel stuck in a career crossroads, when you actually feel that you have a career in your hands where that, that you have accumulated for 20, 25 years and you don't really know what to do with it, is really start within yourself. Career change really starts within yourself and it starts with that clarity and a, a better self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Now, what I see with my clients is that they think they are starting from scratch. 
And we are talking about successful people. We're talking about um, well-accomplished individuals that are in their 45, in the 50 years old after a proven track record of an absolute career success. And they feel they are starting from scratch. Starting from scratch means that they feel insecure and that they're actually showing up with uh, 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 undervaluing themselves and they do things for free and they offer discounts um, and they do pro bono sessions mm-hmm. and really there is none of that because if you are 40, 30, 40, 50 and you have 5, 10, 15 years of experience in, 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 in experience in any, um, you're not starting from a scratch. You're not, an under, you're not just a postgraduate that is just, you know, 23 years old and it's just a starting you're actually stepping into whatever new chapter with that wealth of experience you have accumulated and that wealth of experience um, has got to do with all that softer skills you can transfer um so it is all about thinking okay what 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 is the new role I'm, i want what what is that looking like what does a, a successful person doing that role is doing, what does she need in order to be successful? And pick those elements in your current situation that you can actually carry over. And I use the term carry over because I have worked in the world of fashion and my and my clients work in the world of fashion. So this is the carry over is that product that is not seasonal um, and that um, it goes from season to season and is never discounted. Um, obviously, this is this I is terminology. That. That it's a new take on transferable <laughs> skills, isn't it? It's a carryover. Carryover. <laughs> you have you have to you have to know what your carryovers are, yeah. um, and take them with you into your next chapter. And then, obviously, when you know them, you have to talk about them all the time. You have to talk to them in social media. You have to talk to them um, in client meetings. You have to talk about them in interviews. You have to talk about them in your profile that you you create for yourself in LinkedIn. Um, Your carryovers have to be all across your messaging because people will challenge you and people will tell you, you know what? What makes you think you can uh, you can uh, you can be successful in tech when you have never done in tech? People will tell you that. People will challenge you on that, and you have to be able to justify that. Actually, to be successful in tech, yes, you do require the technical knowledge, but that can be learned. Um, you just need to be Absolutely. trained, and that is knowledge that can be learned. But the important knowledge is that one that you actually can carry over. Mm. Um, and it's got so much to do with your softer skills and your mindset. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of the time I, when I'm talking to people about a career in Salesforce, I'm like, actually, the technical knowledge isn't, yes, you need to know it, but it's actually a lot of people skills. It's about bringing mm. them along with you. It's about leadership. It's about management. It's about training. It's about empowering. It's about coaching. Actually, they're the skills that a lot of people need in a Salesforce-type career sector. So a lot of them, they'll probably have done that before in their old jobs. So they have all these carryover yeah. skills, but they need to kind of find them and, and explore them. So let's talk about self-awareness. Like, how do you dig down and actually think, well, what skills have I got? How do you, how do you help people kind of work out what their carryovers are? So I use, I'm not sure whether you guys are familiar with Ikigai and the diagram that um, Ikigai is all about. So it is a diagram that is formed of four circles. 
and one is your passions, the other one is your talents, the other one is what your role needs that you can actually pay for. Digging into mm-hmm. your talents, there is psychometric assessments you can actually take that will that will give you that information if you if you if you don't have it. Um, there is well, I personally use Hogan assessments, which is a very um, common um, assessment used just for the workplace, and it's rather comprehensive. There are other, uh, it is not free, but there are other psychometric assessments that you can actually take um, that are free. But if you don't want to go down the psychometric assessments tools, I just, you know, go out there and ask for feedback. Go and ask your ex-bosses, go and ask your ex-line reports, ex-colleagues, what is it that they remember you as? What is it? How can how would they describe you in like five lines? Sometimes how we are being perceived, um, it is really so different as to who do we think we are now. And uh, and we really when we get when we ask our network, it is really quite enlightening what what comes back. So just you know, just go out there and say, listen, you know, I'm just I'm just reinventing myself. I'm just going through a career transition. I am actually trying to work on my self-awareness, you know, just how would you describe me? You know, what do you remember I'm best at? And just really grab that feedback. I have done this this, this exercise myself. Um, how did you learn that? <laughs> people might be a bit scared, right? <laughs> what they're going to say? Well, you know, I think when you have made a decision to, to, to transition, mm-hmm. it is really not scaring anymore because you have already made that commitment to yourself that you are going to be changing your your professional identity. Mm. So you are actually tapping onto your past, a past that is no longer you. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really feel it doesn't really feel so close. And close is emotional, you know, mm-hmm. somehow it's disattached. And it was interesting. I actually went on to my ex. I had a huge team when I was working at Michael Kors as a HR director. I had like a team of 50 people. I actually went to my ex team. Um, that I didn't really see nor speak with for a couple of years. <laughs> and everybody was very much willing, very much oh, willing. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, brave of you. <laughs> everyone was very much willing. There was a piece of feedback that took me out of guard. I never really thought I was a micromanager. <laughs> interesting. So that was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I thought I was giving a lot of experience to people and apparently it was like, I was quite, yeah, on top of everything and everyone but um I didn't really quite think that about myself so that was that was that was yeah that was different I wasn't expecting that Mm. um but you know just go go and ask your network you know people who have lived and worked with you for like 10 hours a day Mm -hmm. they they possibly know you more than your mother (laughs) almost scary isn't it I know exactly (laughs) family but I like the idea of being really practical about this rather than just sort of sitting and going what am I good at actually doing these tools and these exercises and asking for feedback though you know it's it's spending time on this area isn't it it's really important to kind of go you know I'm just going to switch careers now and I'm just going to go in this direction Mm. like it requires energy effort thought to kind of switch the mindset it is about you know why is it important to spend time in this area but like why should people invest in doing this properly I think there's one thing I might say, though, um, with regards to psychometric assessments, because I think people do not really know what to do with the results. And 
really there is no right or wrong and the results can mean one thing or another depending on the context Mm -hmm. you cannot just um, interpret the results without the context so you have to think okay this is where I want to go to Mm -hmm. And this is what has come out, all this information. Mm. What does it really mean knowing what I know? Knowing that I want to be doing X, Y, and Z, you know? Mm. When I did this, I did them myself. And actually, I still remember there was something that came up. And it, ha- it was actually quite of a breakthrough. It came up that I, I become somebody really um, reserved when, I, when I'm under pressure or lots of stress. So if you, for example, take this as an example, this is not right or wrong. This is who Berta is. It's just, she just becomes, she just, I just become not talkative and not communicative when I'm under um, stress or pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as a HR director, this was okay. Like this wasn't derailing me in any, in any way, shape or form. So this mm-hmm. was actually okay. Mm-hmm. Um so there you go. You have an example of something that came up for me that in a certain context was just fine. Mm-hmm. Now, Berta, the new Berta, the the entrepreneur Berta mm-hmm. cannot really afford being reserved. She needs to show up. She needs to talk. She needs to network. <laughs> she needs to. So I understood that something that it was okay for 25 years was actually mm-hmm. no longer so anyway, it's just it's it's all about that self awareness mm. um, and and all those things that come up for you and you say okay you know what does this really mean with what I'm trying to achieve can 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 really be a stick in my wheels or maybe not you know if birthday mm-hmm. reserved and I don't have to show up to the world or not market or not network that is okay I don't have to do anything I can live with it right so so always 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 whatever you find like you don't have to change yourself. You only have to think, okay, what does this really mean with what I'm trying to achieve? Let me just put this into the context I'm going into and see how can that impact my performance. In my case, being reserved meant uh, I wouldn't be having a business today. So I really had to take action. (laughs) From what you've just said, though, again, it's important to kind of know that about yourself, but also to know where where you're in your comfort zone and where you're not. And is that okay or not? Because you've got to feel okay about how you're going to move forward and what skills and exercises. And I think for a lot of our super mums, it's working out which role is right for them as well, because there's lots of different roles in tech you could go into. And if you know more about yourself and what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy, you're better going to think, well, actually, which role do I align to? Because you don't want to go into a role where you're going to feel uncomfortable, (laughs) be it a new role or not. It's kind of like having that self-awareness of going, actually, I'm going to be great at this job because I have all these carryover skills that actually really fit nicely and I enjoy doing them and I feel comfortable in that zone. So yeah. with the value of knowing this inf- information, how does that help somebody move forward if they understand what they... Yeah. Know, great, so where can that look? Yeah, so, well, for sure, number one, they will know what is the type, the right role for them. Um, because as you said, there is many roles that they can choose from. You have customer uh, customer facing roles, you have operation roles, you have back of house roles. You know, are you 
a front of house person? Are you a back of house person? These mm-hmm. require totally different um, uh, personalities and, and and different ways of 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 behaving and showing up. Mm-hmm. Where and when do you feel like your best? Because ultimately, we want to feel our our best. The ten hours a day we're working or whatever, or eight hours a, a day, we want to feel our best. When we feel our best, our best, we 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 perform. So it is a win-win situation for everyone that you actually um, go and choose the right career and the right role for you. And that it all starts with really a better clarity and a better self-awareness. It's really the first step for me. Absolutely. And I really liked when we were talking about earlier around sort of commanding a salary, because I think if you believe in yourself, right, as well, and you're kind of heading for a role, going back to a point you mentioned right at the very beginning, and it felt so true, is that people start out in a new career thinking they need to start at the bottom rung and be okay with like the 20 plus salaries. Like maybe they've been on 50 before and then they think, oh, if I change career, I'm only going to accept 25. It's like, well, no, you know, you have all these additional skills that you can bring into this role and you've done your training, you've got your certs, like you need to value yourself, right? And command that higher salary. Like, have you seen that amongst your client base? Is that something that people have managed to do? So can I just say, that this thing of uh, feeling that we are not worth asking of certain salary because we are just new into that yeah life or into that role, this is a very female thing. <laughs> and I uh, have worked with females all my life because I have worked in fashion and fashion um, possibly 80% of the workforce is female. Mm-hmm. And so I very much got used to that. I actually thought this was how the world worked. It was just, I have been consulting for my first male dominant company recently. Mm-hmm. And of course, working in HR, you get to negotiate the salaries of every single one that is coming into that company. <laughs> and oh my God, I was, <laughs> I thought, my God, this is how men do it. Right. Fascinating. <laughs> Share away. How men do it. This is how men do it. They negotiate differently, and they um and 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 they do not um lower the depressing even if they feel they're stepping into something new. It is incredible, and I've learned so much out of all these negotiations. I was like, right, this is what it's got to be. <laughs> Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and it's only brought that up today around the gender pay gap. You know, and part of me is like. Yes, you know, there shouldn't be a gender pay gap, but part of me is thinking that it might, you know, it prevails because of that situation where women don't sell themselves and don't put themselves forward. And actually, you know, they sell themselves less, so they get less, right? So we're just too humble. Yeah, yeah. We're just too humble. We just go like, oh, I do have really very successful 30 years of working life and I have achieved like incredible things. But since I'm going to now do something new, let me just um, let me just you know put myself out there as if I was like 25 as opposed to 50. Why would you do this, woman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, but I think it's all it's important to benchmark yourself too because we did a put together a salary guide and not. And we sort of made it clear that you have to get certifications. You have to kind of walk into this industry and know, you know, where to benchmark yourself. But if you go out and get those certs and you invest the time, then absolutely, you know, you're kind of at a level that other people are at. And then you can ask the competitive rate for where you're at. So I think it's important not to big yourself if you've not got the right sort of 
certifications but if you're new and you invest in all those certs and you get ahead of the game and put yourself out there it's um you know absolutely we've got to sell ourselves better so let's talk about you know stepping into this new personal brand this is our final stage of the journey really how do you step into that new sense of self um you know I was thinking about um yes you have to charge your worth but charging your worth is not about oh you know let me just double my prices or let me just ask for more just you know you it really has to come from inside it really has the mindset piece the self-confidence piece Mm. the self-value piece that if it's really not aligned it's really not going to happen. So mm-hmm. it is not just asking. It's not just about asking, but that really not feeling it or feeling so like uh, misaligned. You really have, it has to really come from inside. And again, I go back to that clarity and to self-awareness because when you really know what you have to offer, when you really know what your value is, mm-hmm. when you really know what you have to bring onto the table, when you really tap into your own story that makes us um, unique in our own way um, and, 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 and you put it out there um, when you really know who your ideal client is when you really know how you can help your ideal client mm. then you create that beautiful message and you and that allows you to actually show up with confidence that mm. you know mm. you're going to interviews you're going to client meetings you go um, you know you, 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 you know you just go into these uh, networking events when you know exactly you know, the problem you fix and how you can fix it, then that self-confidence and that self-value really comes out. So, so yeah, again, we go back to that clarity and the self-awareness and the importance of self-awareness, because if you don't have that, then you're talking, you, you, it's air. Mm. <laughs> then mm. you, you, you're bluffing, right? Yeah. And it, I think it's been really clear about the value you bring as well. And uh, there is a post on LinkedIn that went viral that I saw earlier today. And um, she'd obviously been pitching herself for this job. And she said, look, you know, I'm great at all of this. And during the pandemic, I also did all of this, achieved all these great outcomes, whilst also looking after a three-year-old, yeah. a baby, juggling childcare at home and all of this. So imagine what I can do without that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think it's about really propositioning yourself and sort of saying, yes, I do want the 40 or 50K, but this is everything I'm going to bring to you as part of it and, and selling yourself effectively, isn't it? Yeah. You have to know who you're selling to, really. You really have to know who you're selling to. You have to know their struggles. You have to know what 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 is going to resonate with them. Mm. Um, you have to do that market research. You have to become their stalker. You have to know what they do, what they want, what are their challenges in order to be able to talk that language, that language is going to resonate with them. So again, it goes, it goes back to that self-awareness, you know, who who do you want to work with? Who are your clients? Who are your companies? Why? Why do you want, why do you say you want that? You know, what is it within you that actually is drawing on to these type of clients or these type of companies? Mm, there's another podcast coming on here about sales skills I think (laughs) we're delving into a whole other area but you're right like you you know you can busy sell yourself but like you say if you sell yourself but then you don't know what they're wanting you can misalign completely so there is this whole 
understanding around sales like people shy away from sales don't they a little bit but in its simplest sense it's like find out what they need and then see if you fit because you want to feel like you fit right you don't want to be selling yourself into a role that's completely the wrong role for you (laughs) fascinating no it's really interesting thank you Berta for sharing all of that today and and, I'm going on that journey so if the listeners here today if any of you are looking to believe in yourself to kind of go through that journey of reinvention then you can find Berta on LinkedIn um, and she'd love to have a chat with you and perhaps she'd be able to help you um, move forward if you need some of that and you never know it might help you sell yourself another 10k in your salary <laughs> if you believe in your personal brand and get there so it might be money worth spent if you want some additional support just kind of really consolidating who you are and what you want to be particularly if you're heading into a new career in tech so thank you Berta for your wisdom thank you. today thank you so much it's been great Bye-bye. to have you thank here. Thank you so much, Heather. Bye-bye. Thank you. If you like the show today, please do rate and review us on iTunes. So you can subscribe to the show and you can hear our top tips coming every week. And uh, I'm sure there will be a session on sales skills coming soon. You can also visit our website at supermums.org if you want to find out more about how we upskill people in the tech sector. Take care. Bye for now. Mums on Cloud 9 is kindly sponsored by RB in partnership with Emfa.